Welcome to today's TLC. Whether you found this podcast on my website, through the emails I send, or simply from a friend, I'm glad that you've decided to add some TLC today. Hey friends, I'm back with uh, round two of a little bit more of a raw version of today's TLC. I'm just going to talk a little bit today about some of what I've been struggling with lately. And I know that you can find a way to apply it for what you're struggling with too. Because hey, we're all just in this human journey struggling together. But part of that is recognizing that the struggle isn't the focus. Are we focusing on the struggle or are we focusing on the learning? And when I choose in my life to focus on the learning instead of feeling like I'm highlighting all of the things I'm doing wrong, that's where the beauty and the growth is coming. Here's an example that I had today with my son. Earlier, he, well, yesterday, he had a run-in with one of our neighbors. It's a girl who comes over often, and we have really come to expect her at our dinner table. She hangs out with our boys quite often. And I really like this girl. She has a kindness in her heart for my youngest son, especially. And she helps the boys have a different voice besides mine, kind of helping them see when they're ridiculous sometimes. And that's been nice. But she and my second son had a little run in where he said something that she didn't really like and she was going to invite them over to go swimming. And she said, I'm not going to invite you to my house if you're going to be like that. And he started talking rudely back to her about her not being a kind person and they just had this little tiff. Well, that happened yesterday and she came to my house today wanting to come hang out. And I saw her at the door and my son came up running, knowing that it was her at the door and said, mom, can we please not have her come over today? And I had this moment as a mom where I was thinking about the tools that I've been given. Cause this is, this is the whole life after therapy, right? We've been given all these tools and how do we actually apply them? And we never know whether it is the time to apply this tool or that. And we're just trying different things out. So in that moment, I was thinking, is this an opportunity for me to teach my son? Do I want to avoid confrontation or do I want to practice mental and emotional health? And I checked my mom gut because that is my number one biggest tool post-therapy that is so vital is that I have learned to check in with my gut along the way. And I checked in my with my gut and with my heart and said a little prayer and said, what is it that I can be doing here to help my son? And felt like I should invite this girl in and try and use it as a teaching tool. So I opened the door. My son got a little frustrated, went upstairs because it was his screen time. And I had a little chat with this girl. I tried to make it fun and seem like she was on my team and said, hey, I noticed that you and my son had a struggle yesterday. And I just wanted to let you know that I need you on my team. That I totally see that he said some things that were unkind to you. And as a mom, 
I am trying to find ways to make sure everyone is included. And I know that you can help me with that. Can you help me with that today? And she nodded her head and said, yes, she can help me. And we had a little chat about it and that was it. Well, fast forward 30 minutes later and my second son comes downstairs bawling. She is so mean to me. Why does she have to come play at our house? I don't even like having her here. Can't we have days where she doesn't come? Just crying and all of the things that were wrong. And of course, as natural, after we start letting something up, it's easy to just piggyback on it, everything else that's going wrong. So he starts giving me the laundry list of all that's gone wrong. And I gave him a moment to to feel. I gave him space to just share with me. I think sometimes we think that if we're healthy, we need to be able to clean it up fast. But that moment of honoring where someone is has to happen before we can help them see what is next. So I honored where he was at, held him, let him cry, just gave him space to feel. And then I invited him to see if he was interested in moving forward and trying to find a way to solve this problem. So I said to him, I think it'd be a good idea to go up and talk to her about it. Are you open to that? And he was a little hesitant, but he was willing to do it. And my words weren't perfect like that, but I said that message, right? So then we went upstairs and I turned off all of the electronics that were going on because it was screen time. And we all sat there and I said, listen, there are some feelings going on here. And I want you all to know how to work through feelings. And it takes practice. It takes learning how to talk about them. And I think that you guys are good friends. And you guys deserve to talk it out. Are you willing to try? They both said yes. So I shared with them a simple formula that has really helped me in my day-to-day after therapy to have better relational communication skills. Here's that simple formula. When you blank, I feel blank. And it's really elementary, but it is so powerful. And as my seven-year-old son was talking to this 10-year-old girl, it gave him a space to share his feelings. And it was really simple. He said, when you say mean things, I feel sad. And I honored what he said by saying it back to him. I hear that when she says mean things, you feel sad. But what does mean things even mean? What does that mean to you? And after a moment of thinking through it, I invited him to try again. He then clarified a little bit better and said, when you try and be the boss of me, I feel sad. Now, this poor little 10-year-old girl who's not quite used to the way that I talk to my kids and about their emotions looked a little bit like a deer in the headlights. And I invited her to check in with how she was feeling. I turned to her and said, now you might want to feel defensive or worried about what you said or what you did. But right now, the most useful thing that you can do is just show him that you heard him. What could you say to show him you understand? And her simple little sentence after that was beautiful and simple. Just, I heard that you don't want to be bossed around. We kept going back and forth through this. He would say what he would feel and then she would 
honor it by saying what she heard. And once he felt heard and understood, and we made sure that he felt heard and understood, I turned to him and I said, okay, hon, now that you have been heard and understood, you get to invite her to share what she's feeling and understand her as well. And you just saw the light in her eyes light up when she realized she would also get to share. I think that one of the most powerful principles that we can apply in our lives is that we honor what we feel, but we also invite what other people are feeling without having to feel defensive, like we've done it wrong and we should have done it a different way. No, no, no. We are just sharing our experience and inviting others to share theirs. We don't have to own the other person's experience, but we can still honor it. And that's one of the ways that I experienced mental and emotional health today. How did you experience mental and emotional health today? What opportunities did you have to apply the things that you've learned? Take a moment and celebrate any successes that you've had. And maybe make note of somewhere that you feel like you could grow. That's what this is about. Honoring our successes and looking for ways to grow. That's real life after therapy. Keep shining, my friend, and don't forget to give yourself some TLC today. Life after therapy can be simple. Come learn how to think light, feel light, and live light at thelightcoach.com. I offer five free discovery sessions each week, and one of them is for you. Together, let's discover the joy that's possible in life after therapy.